for joining today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. And thank you for having a desire to be the best at your work and helping your organization achieve success. The podcasts focus on tactical actions to improve our workplace culture, and these tactics align to our nine principles for organizational excellence. Today, we'll focus on being owners versus renters. You know, we administer an annual survey to our partner organizations, to many of our partners, and one question we ask is this. To what extent would you recommend your organization to others as a great place to work? I've been surprised that this item tends to be an item that receives an average rating. Even more surprising, when we pull out just the leader responses and we look at the aggregate score, the result doesn't change. And I've found, I've just thought through that a little bit and I've observed what leaders do. And one of the things that I think makes that occur is that I've watched leaders who tend to manage down their organization. You know, a leader may say something like this, I'll be out of the office attending the quarterly meeting today. You know I'd rather be here, but I'm required to go to a meeting. Now that may seem harmless, Nonetheless, the comment surely doesn't give employees high confidence in the organization. Sometimes leaders say things about their organization that paint a negative light. And again, I I don't think they intend to do this, but it's just part of their natural conversation. Let's talk a little bit more about owners versus renters of organizations. What do owners do? You've seen them around the organization. They tend to take on roles and responsibilities even when it's not assigned to them. They take initiative. They're proactive. When a problem occurs, they solve it. And you know what? They expect their coworkers to do the same. And they expect their coworkers to have the same kind of accountability that they do. Owners see their work as more than just a job. And you know what I found so great about owners is they rely on constructive feedback because they're always wanting to get better. On the other hand, we may hear renters say things like this. It's just a job. Don't sweat it. That's not my problem. That job belongs to you-know-who's department. Don't blame me. It's not my responsibility. I don't know why I have to go to the meeting. The topics aren't relevant to me. We expect leaders to be owners, don't we? And our leaders rightfully expect employees to be owners. But where does ownership start? It has to start with the leadership. So what do leaders as owners look like? Let's take a look at four ways. First, leaders as owners tend to be passionate committed to the purpose of work, and they're very values-driven each and every day. These leaders create an environment that also shows there's a price to be paid when we violate our values. The other day, someone asked me to have a cup of coffee with them. They said, I'm in need of some advice. So this individual, when we started talking, 
she was frustrated about a coworker. A coworker was really negative in the workplace. And she said that no one wanted to work with this person because the person tended to bring the whole team down. And every time they got together, you know, everyone just wanted to walk the other way. She said, you know, it just was really bothering her because it was affecting the quality of their work. So I ask, you know, have you or any team member approached the negative team member, this team member? And she said, no, you know, we haven't because we're fearful. And I said, why are you fearful? And she said, because we just don't think the leader would do anything about it. And I asked why, you know, why do you think that about your, about the leader? And she said to me that the leader ignores negativity that this person exhibits in front of them. And so they just didn't have the trust that the leader would do anything. Now, I can't be 100% sure that the leader would exhibit that behavior as predicted, but what I do know is that the leader ignored the negative behavior in front of the team. So the consequences of that is the team begins to lose confidence in that leader. The leader may have good characteristics and quality, but by not addressing that negative behavior, the leader begins to lose the confidence of the team, especially those that are owners. When we see employees not living the organizational values and having a negative effect on their team, it's our responsibility as leaders to take that person aside and in a discreet and professional way, we can point out the negative behavior. We can tell that individual what effect that negative behavior has on others. And then we can communicate our expectations. And then the best part is we can challenge that employee to do a little bit better. So first, leaders as owners live and model the organizational values. So second, leaders as owners accept and promote accountability. What do I mean by that? They're clear about their goals and measures that define success. Some people, when I ask them, you know, what's a barrier in their organization, they'll tell me they don't know where the, what the direction is. They don't have clear expectations of what they're supposed to do. And so as leaders, we own the accountability of those outcomes and own the results. So third, leaders as owners make the best decisions for the organization as a whole. So sometimes we want to make decisions and we're thinking just about our team or we're thinking just about ourselves. But when we really make good decisions, we're making them for the organization as a whole. And what we tend to do when we make decisions like that is we move from silo thinking to cross-functional thinking. How can we be the best together? And then fourth, Leaders as owners provide an environment that gives employees what they want most. So what do employees want from us as leaders? It's pretty simple, yet so difficult at times. What do they want? They want somebody that cares about their well-being. They want to know they are valuable members of a team. They want to provide opportunities to contribute to the team And what I find really, really important 
is they want to be listened to. They want their thoughts and ideas to count. So let's go a little deeper on this one. Leaders as owners are sincere about listening to other people's points of view. So let's talk a little bit more about that. If we ask for input, think about this. If we ask for input, yet we defend our belief or push our agenda, we automatically begin to jeopardize trust. Has that ever happened to you? You know, you're in a meeting, and if you're like me, you don't automatically share your ideas. Then the leader of the session, you know, all of a sudden calls on you, encourages you to do so because you've been quiet. So you speak in a very thoughtful way and present a message, and then it's like, bam! The follow-up makes you feel terrible, and you think, gosh, why did I do that? And the person asking might say something like this. Yes, we've always thought about that. You know, or that may may be the way you see things, but that does not support the way we do it around here. You know, that just feels yucky. So when leaders ask for input, we need to be open as leaders. We need to be open to that input. And open does not necessarily mean we accept all the ideas. I always get that question. You mean we have to accept everything that everybody says? And I'm like, no, that does not, that's not what we mean. It means, here's what I think it means, and I think you will too. It means that leaders truly listen and they ask more questions to make sure we understand the idea that people are sharing. So a leader's response may be something like this. Thank you for your ideas. I'd like to note them as part of other ideas so that we could determine some best next steps to take. Or, thank you for your ideas. You know, before we move on, I'd like to talk through some potential barriers to that idea because there may be some good aspects to it. So let's see if there are ways that we can modify it and then include it in our idea pool. We may also start a session by informing the team that we're just brainstorming ideas. You know, we don't have any intention of moving forward with any at this point. Let's just brainstorm. And this message provides an open flow of thoughts and builds a safe environment for people to contribute. The bottom line, we all want to work in organizations with owners. We want our coworkers to be owners. And for goodness sake, don't we expect our leaders to be owners? And keeping renters around just drains the energy and productivity. It's also unfair to all the owners to not address the renter behaviors. And you know who can address those behaviors? And the only ones that can address those behaviors are our leaders. We're the only ones who can hold employees accountable and to help them get better. So think back. When have we been a renter, and when have we been an owner? And then what can we do to always exhibit owner behaviors? So this week, let's do two things. First, let's notice the owner behaviors in our organizations. Look around. See who's exhibiting those types of behaviors. And then let's figure out how we can transfer those behaviors and call them best practices. And then second, let's do the opposite. Let's notice the renter behaviors 
and reflect on the negative effect these behaviors have on people. And then let's see what we need to do to turn these renter behaviors into ownership behaviors. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. I look forward to connecting with you on our next podcast where we'll focus on victim thinking. Have a great week.